The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Got a big event coming up March 8th, 630 to 830. Would love to see you there. Going to be in Foster City. March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Nice hotel. Uh, freshly remodeled. So got a good sports bar. Got uh okay food. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. In particular, the stock market is kind of where I like to start this hour. And uh, building from there. Making a bigger deal out of a big deal, right? So yesterday we had the federal chairman, Jerome Powell, who's kind of a big deal in the world of finance, in the world of banking. He came out and said, you know, hey, this is what I think. The market made a bigger deal out of his remarks because the market likes to make a big deal from people who are big deals. So he talked with the House Financial Service Committee yesterday. Um, Some of the things he said were kind of a continuation of Janet Yellen, so I was a little surprised the market panicked. But that's where we are right now. And I think as long as we keep hearing GDP growth 3% or above, as long as we don't see inflation numbers out of control, I think we can deal with a little higher interest rates. Give the Fed some ammo to move back down if uh, another market event warrants that. Mr. Powell served as a reminder that the path of least resistance for policy rates right now, this is the bottom line, is higher. So whether it means one, two, three, four, five, six rate hikes, it's all going to depend on the data. And the data's been good. So Tuesday's action on the market uh, doesn't hide the fact that the S P 500 surged 9.8% in 11 trading sessions. So we went down whoosh. We roared right back. Now we're up over 10%. So notably, that kind of move is is fast, and it's not typically very believable. It's not convincing. You have a market that sells off when people are like, I never want to see that market again. You have a market that's you know at a bottom when your neighbor goes, you still in the stock market, Robert? I thought you'd be out by now. Um, that's when you do your best. So... Apple's hired a big name director to create an original series. M. Night Shyamalan's going to make a 10-episode show. Yeah, it's okay. I'm kind of with it. Ex-Twitter CEO Dick Costello has shut down his new venture, a fitness app called Chorus. The idea was that a group of friends would sign up and declare their fitness goals to motivate each other, but the app struggled uh, to keep users beyond the first couple of weeks. So you have... Dick Costello was a stand-up comedian, not before he became CEO, but in the process of becoming CEO. Um, the app has money-making potential, but because of you know situations at this point in time, um, it runs into some problems. Uh, social accountability. The app was running afoul of a deep-seated human psychological phenomenon known as abstinence violation effect. And uh, basically, like, what's that? That social accountability and social motivation are the only way to get people to do things that uh, they sort of want to do otherwise. Pretty crazy. So you think like, hey, this guy's going to touch gold. He wants to touch Twitter. And he he came out okay on Twitter, just FYI. Uh, 
Um, not all the Twitter investors did. Amazon's spending a $1 billion to acquire smart, smart door startup ring. This is all, to me, it's all about that smart speaker. And right now it's a Google and Amazon thing. And Google has basically given them away. If you bought a thermostat, if you bought any product, a doorbell, they're basically giving you them because they want to own search and Amazon wants to own sales and Apple wants to own quality entertainment. And all these guys will do different things in order to show how great they are. But Amazon wants you to have your doorbell hooked up to your speaker so that you keep your Amazon speaker for five years because you're going to keep your doorbell for five years. And if you keep it for five years, you'll get used to the next five years of saying, hey, Alexa, um, give me toilet paper. So you ever been on the toilet and reach for the toilet paper? And there's none. Now you can say, hey, Alexa, deliver one hour toilet paper. It's, I'm sorry, it's, it's amazing. I'm afraid I can't do that. It's amazing and miraculous, is it not? Is it not that we can have Amazon bring us toilet paper? I find it amazing and miraculous. So I'm not a big Academy Awards person, so I won't even talk about it. Um, I'll save that for other people who will. And the Oscar goes to... Black. Um, One thing I do, Bill Gates is kind of on a tour right now. And uh, I think he's a pretty smart guy. And if you read his book... 20 years ago and 25 years ago, what technology was going to look like. A lot of it's pretty, pretty true. Um, in a lot of countries, he's he considered a hero. In our country, we consider him like, okay, hey, weren't you the Microsoft Monopoly guy? So Gates said in a recent Reddit thread that Americans should expect another financial crisis to the magnitude of the 2008 downturn. He thinks that the world is improving and often cites the falling number of people living in extreme poverty as evidence. That's actually a real good piece of financial information. The falling number of people living in extreme poverty. Um, now, when he starts predicting, you know, a financial crisis or not, you know, take it as a grain of salt. He's not an economist per se, but he deals with a lot of data and a lot of money. He went on to say the 2008 crisis led to a great recession. We saw almost 8.8 million jobs lost. The net worth of households across America fell 19 trillion and the number of homeless families increased. We forget that. That wasn't that long ago. News was doing stories about homeless families. Um, but he says he's a big fan of optimism, of innovation, capitalism. And he thinks that's going to improve life situations around the world. And if you do that, you kind of rid yourself of extreme poverty. And if you get, you know, 7 billion people um, living on less than $1.90 a day, and then you get 7 billion people living on 2.10 a day, you could see how the future economies are going to continue to grow. Um, if we continue to watch out and try to squash severe poverty. Um, and again, another recession's coming. So I think we know that. And the Oscar goes to, and I, I'm not going to do it. I just refuse. Um, Snap CEO paid himself $637 million, and it tells you how messed up executive compensation is. I'm not saying he's not worth it if he's making billions and billions of valuation for shareholders. But it seems like in good times and bad times, sometimes you see this happen a little bit too often. 
and the CEO will take a dollar pay, but you know, grant themselves seven hundred million shares of the stock. Um, it's frustrating. I, I know that people look at that and it turns them off from investing. That's unfortunate. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Jamie Dimon's in the news. He's blasting earnings guidance, predicting higher bank dividends. Wow. I like Jamie Dimon. He's one of those people, when he talks, I listen. There's going to be some analysts that you feel that way. There's going to be some economists that you like more than others. It's important that you should kind of have a a feel for who you can trust in media. I like reading Barron's very much so. I think it's a, a great read. Um, but you could also start seeing a lot of the people like who continually you know, say, hey, we're going to heck in a handbasket or we're going to the, you know, the beautiful mountain meadows. And they are going, beautiful mountain meadows, that sounds good. <clears throat> Is that good? Not to be of allergies. But uh, yeah, you should start coming up. Like, I think Baird's is a good read. I don't know what you do for the over the weekend, but I find everything is a little bit too crowded, a little too dense. If you could pick up a copy of Barron's and find yourself a tub or a, a bench, I think it's a great thing to do. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO has opined often about um, stories in the news, but when he talks, I tend to listen, and uh, he's not shy. So he's not, you know, he'll get in front of a microphone. I'm not saying that he, he won't, because he certainly will. Um, but one of the things he was talking about is, you know, dividends. He, he doesn't like corporations, you know, saying we're going to make $1.2 billion and then they make $1.1999 billion. Like, how do they do that so close? So he's out there today talking. And um, again, I think it's kind of important that you start figuring out who you like and who you don't like in the world of finance. And uh, I think Barron's is a great start. I think the Wall Street Journal does really well. Um, I think radio shows like CFP, Chad Burton's, and mine are good, but you have to be very careful. You have to listen for what's being sold um, as financial advice versus what's being sold as a financial transaction to you. And then you also have to be careful because knowing that uh, you're getting financial advice from a radio show where the guy hasn't met you, that's not the whole point either. Wow. Here's one thing where I get dis- I get distracted so easily. Vinod Khosla, um has this big battle going with activists right now. And he's appealed his case to the Supreme Court to overturn a 2017 ruling that forced him to open access to a public beach that surrounds his shorefront property. Now, this is where it starts getting frustrating for me. How much is too much? 2008, Kosala, who made his fortune as an investor in Sun Microsystems, paid a reported $37 million for an 89-acre parcel near Half Moon Bay, about an hour south of San Francisco. For many decades, surfers and families had enjoyed the beach, which is known for its stunning geographical, geological formations, picnic areas, and ideal surfing waves. So, Kosala buys it and closes the gate and says, it's mine. California's got this thing that public beaches are the public. 
Um, so, it, I just go at some point in time. When is enough enough? When is too much money too much money? And uh, you know, there's one business idea out there that I don't see this going anywhere. But it's talking about how the one percent of America should start universal income for people who are making under fifty thousand a year. So, and would that ever work? I don't. I'm not political enough to say it would or wouldn't, and I'm not smart enough to tell you what you know people's reaction would be and uh, where it goes from there. But that's one of the stories being floated out there. It shows you we're in for a lot of struggle because uh, we can't seem to agree on anything in our two-party system. Credit card processors are in the news. And, like, you can look at the financial system as it's a pretty smart system. But there's a lot of disruption going on right now, whether it's companies like Klarma, um, you know, uh, Stripe, Paywire. There's a lot going on. But you get into these companies like Citibank and Chase and Bank of America and Visa and MasterCard. You start thinking, like, wow, there's, there's like, some pretty good names here, pretty good star power. Bank of America Merchant Services has the advantage of functioning within the second largest bank in the United States. The service promises acceptance of all kinds of payments, credit cards, debit cards, electronic checks, and gift cards. And you can get funds next day. So this is starting to turn the banking system upside down because it used to be two to three-day windows of transfer. And um, There's two types of processors in the world of finance. There's the front-end processor, which does it from the root of the merchant to the cardholder's bank to gain authorization. And they make sure that a customer has enough available credit or funds to make the purchase. Back-end processors are responsible for the fund settlement, which ends up with a merchant receiving a deposit for the transaction. So, a lot going on there. A lot of disruption. So, Wells Fargo, one of the big four U.S. banks, offers next-day business funding. Barclays, Barclay Payment Solutions, facilitates in-person phone, web, and even mail-order payments through desktop. And like They're all fighting each other with what they can. And if you look at some of the names, like some of them you may have heard, like Fiserv and WorldPay. But there's a lot to learn. Um, I constantly are reading new reports on uh, fintech, financial tech, and the disruption that's going on. Um, as I find it to be of use for you and you and you. So... 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, do you remember a couple months ago there was a company that said they were coming to the United States, Lidl, L-I-D-L. And they're kind of a European grocery store. Um, and they started opening locations in 2017. It said that I wanted to get 100 stores by 2018, middle of 2018. But it faltered. They thought they were going to disrupt the grocery business, but the competitors just lowered their prices, and people stayed with the competitors. So Lytle opened 20 stores in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. They announced plans to open another 80 along the East Coast back in 2017. Um, It hasn't gone so well. So it hasn't gone terribly bad, but the buzz around the company, because it did well in Europe... You know, it lured customers away from legacy stores with high-quality, low-priced products. But in the United States, you know, <clears throat> they're supposed to be cheaper than Walmart, but they're, it's Walmart just lowers prices. So grocery stores, to me, are too competitive, <clears throat> and there's not a lot of margins. 
Whole Foods had the margins until Amazon came in and changed the rules, but Aldi, Food Lion, Kroger, Publix, Walmart. I don't get excited about investing in those kind of names, do you? Got a big event coming up March 8th, 6.30, Foster City, Crown Plaza, about wealth and preservation, retirement income planning. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. It's Rob Black's show. It's Thursday, March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30. It's filling up. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free as a radio listener. It's RADIO25 to get in free as a radio listener. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. Got a big event coming up March 8th, Crown Plaza, Foster City, right at 92. Tail end of rush hour, so get there a little early, have a drink, relax. March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30, retirement income planning, CFP, Chad Burton, myself. We'll talk some wealth strategies. We'll talk the stock market. We'll talk product, good product, bad product. There's a need for this information. You should find out more, especially if you're cruising towards retirement, by going to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And uh, clicking on the events and using the code RADIO25 to get in for free. CFP, Chad Burton, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm well. Um, you know, it, it's it's early in the year, but we look at last year as, you know, every year there's something on Wall Street, whether it's fears of inflation or deflation or high oil or low oil or profits or a uh, new product. Uh, last year seemed to be the buy the dips, go down 3%, rally up 5%, go down 5%, rally up 3%. Seemed to work all year long. This year seems to be the fear of inflation and higher interest rates and how those go hand in hand to maybe upset the stock market? Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, we get to a point that you've got to really kind of keep an eye on the 10-year Treasury, right, where we had a really big run-up in rates in terms of the percentage of where they started from last year to this year, from below 2 to 2.91, even just yesterday, a little lower today, on the 10-year Treasury. But And that's the one that more affects mortgages and things like that. The bigger pieces of debt that affect the economy, what the feds do is the overnight lending rate, which will affect things like home equity line of credit. And that's even gotten more confusing, Rob, because if, if people have home equity lines of credit that aren't used for the acquisition of their current home, it's not deductible. So it makes refinancing those a little bit more tricky under the new tax law. But um, higher rates, you know, higher inflation, is a decent amount of inflation is a healthy economy. Right, it means higher demand, higher demand, higher demand. But then deflation is bad for the economy. So the Fed's trying to get it right, right in the middle, and that is going to be tricky. Because I mean, what do you think? Can they? Can we really measure inflation these days with different forms of commerce that we have? I think we can. Are we using up our whole paycheck or not? And a lot of people will say, "Yeah, we are." Um, am I right. getting more for? less or am I getting less for more? And I, I think we always feel less for more, but I don't know. Well, that's what it's, I feel. I mean, say, because, these, oh, no, no inflation numbers out from the government, you know, a year where they didn't raise Social Security, for example, but yet we all feel like we're spending more on the same goods. So I kind of have trouble thinking that the government can even measure this very well anymore. And then there's all sorts of inflation, right? You know, parking uh, meters in San Francisco, they go up, we get angry, parking or driving across the bridge, that's inflation. 
you know, what it is. But then again, like TVs, it feels deflationary to me, and that's okay because I get more TV for less money. But Apple's got the whole thing figured out with tech. They could charge more every year. They give you more, they think, and you pay more. And that's unheard of. And one day when that turns around, that may be something of a problem. But good opportunity to come out and meet you March 8th. So what about bond funds and 401ks? I've heard... I've not liked bonds, and you know that, and it's irresponsible for me to say that. But at my age, I've kind of avoided all bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're hearing some people on media. I think Warren Buffett basically, he didn't call bonds jerks, but it wasn't nice what he was speaking about with bonds, right? Well, a lot of the talk is that the bull market in bonds is over, is what the call is for. But we seem to have heard this story at the beginning of the last three years in a row, right? I mean, it's it's kind of like it just comes around again at the beginning of the year, and then market plays out, how it plays out, and you, you, you find good managers and you stick with it. Um, what people should do about their 401ks, the first thing that people should do is figure out where they are at in life, because the you're right. I mean, if you're 30, 40 years old, and you own a lot of bonds because you've tested conservatively in your risk tolerance tests, either with your 401k on the online tools or with an advisor, a lot of times that's because it's lack of education on how the market works. If the market is very rarely, it, 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 are you going to get these steady returns? And it's often, you know, three steps forward, two steps back type of a process. And people that grew up in the last two decades, they saw the tech correction, they saw the credit crisis. So a lot of 30, maybe 40-year-olds are very conservative when it comes to the stock market because of what they've seen. But if you look at the averages over a long period of time, when you're looking at the 15, 20-year time frame, stocks are going to do very, very well. And bonds are historically low on rates. And if rates continue to go up, bonds might struggle a little bit. So I think you're right. I don't think you're doing a disservice to anybody if, if people are 30, 40 years old. Um, owning bonds, it's not going to get them anywhere. But um, you do need bonds, though, as you get closer and closer to retirement because they will provide income, and they will provide the biggest benefit is that cushion that occurs when you have those big corrections that happen every five to seven years, those 20% corrections. If you have the right type of bond or bond fund, those typically will go up in value to help cushion that, and that's when you come out way ahead. That's when you end up outperforming with a balanced portfolio is when those bonds provide the cushion. That's the biggest part of those. So you need that in retirement, but you have to be careful which type of bond funds you own right now. So in essence, to stay on track on time, there's a big event coming up March 8th, um, 6.30 to 8.30. It is at the Crown Plaza, San Mateo-ish, even though it's Foster City, but it's San Mateo County. People can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in. I got an email yesterday. I want to supersede your third question with one from what I got. 66-year-old woman. Has longevity into the almost 100, health into 90. She wants to get long-term care insurance. And I go, you know, lady, typically most people think about long-term care in their 50s, late 40s, mid-50s. But when you wait to 66, the insurance companies aren't going to be stupid. They're not going to say, here, we're going to give you $100,000 a year for long-term care. How old is too old to get long-term care, Chad? Well, she's approaching that age. I mean, it's really an issue of can you afford it? And when you buy traditional long-term care insurance, you have to realize that rates are likely going to go up because 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 every day. And so those those claims are starting to come in. I mean, this is one of the reasons why GE Capital had such problems with long-term care insurance, that they drastically underpriced. But 
it's something that everybody could, should consider all the time. And she's not too old yet. She might have a bunch of old whole life policies that she bought, and she, she might be able to do a 1035 exchange into a better type of life insurance where you can use the death benefit early for long-term care. So you got to explore your options, but do it with somebody that's not trying to sell you the product. And if they need a referral, they can drop you a line, chat at newfocusfinancial.com. It's chat at newfocusfinancial.com. What about life insurance and annuities? Will higher rates improve these products or hurt these products? Well, the higher rate, so people that bought kind of the fixed type of life insurance, whole life or universal life, a lot of those people are wasting their money because rates have dropped and they're still putting the same amount of money in. And you really need to check their policies to see if they're going to continue to work out for them. And higher rates would hopefully help those. But, I mean, just look at better uses of life insurance. And if you have a bad annuity variable or fixed, don't just think you're stuck in it. You can do 1035 exchanges into better products. For example, there's no-load variable annuities, and you might have bought a variable annuity from a bank with super high fees. If you're out of surrender, you can transfer those 1035 exchange tax-free to a better option. Stop working with commission-based people and getting into these bad products. Sounds good. Anything else you want to add or bring up or note? Uh, no, it, I think that uh, uh, going to the event, especially if you're you know, 10 years from retirement or in retirement, a lot of new options under this new tax law for retirees. You want to check that out. Lots going on. Lots going on this year with taxes, huh? Uh, it's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. He will be doing the show here tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. You can find out more by listening to him then and on Friday. Uh, we typically bounce around the 6 a.m. time slots and, uh, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy his dulcet tones talking about financial matters. Um, lots going on there, to say the least. And again, you can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Um, use code radio25 to get in for free. Um, other big stories of note out there. <clears throat> um, investors are showing optimism following up and down start to the week. Top-weighted financials and tech sectors lead broad market rally. Um, you want financials because they're kind of, to me, a leading indicator. Um, they're lending money. If their stock is doing well, that probably means they're lending money. If they're lending money, you're probably out there spending money. If you're spending money, you're probably out there helping the economy. Um, but the FANG stocks uh, continue to lead us higher. A lot of people think, let's take a break on those. But what do you want to own? A material stock? A telecom stock? tough to say, right? Anyway, you can find out more about the event by going to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, love doing these events. Uh, we've been at one minute for like two minutes now. Um, but retirement income st- strategies and estate planning, Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. It's $25 to get in, but it's tw- uh, get $25 off if you use the code radio 25. All about your portfolio from accumulation to income, minimizing your retirement income taxes, social security strategies. Measuring your risk in your portfolio, uh, protecting your estate from long-term care costs, and much, much more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I have some tickets that I'm going to be giving away. Two sets of tickets. One, no, I'm going to give away a lot of tickets at the final break of this hour. Ricardo O'Connor and Jeff Dunham. That's right, Jeff Dunham. You need some laughter these days. No? Take a break. We'll be right back. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. 
doing some work right now on auto insurance rates. They're climbing as the number of cars and distractions are rising. Uh, we live in a world where we may have self-driving cars sooner than later that can almost 100% protect each other from killing each other, especially drunk drivers. And yet, still there's too much technology going on in cars right now and too much technology going on in cars with people's hands. What's interesting to note is the insurance companies are pretty smart. So they, if they see that you got a ticket for distracted driving, they jack up your rates 16 to 20%. And I think that's great. Um, the national average cost of car insurance this year is about $1,427%. That's up 20% on its own. And if you've got bad driving habits and, and or get tickets, it's going to cost you. And my cost of car insurance is going to be lower than your cost of car insurance, and I'm going to have a a prettier wife, a prettier car, a prettier house, and prettier children than you, because in the end, you decided to get a distracted driving and changed how much you pay a month in insurance and got another one, and uh-oh, license got suspended. So insurance for people with cars is a compulsory product, but you can shop around. I highly recommend that. Um, look for reward programs. You could try to shop in bulk with... Um, family members and add on like home insurance and motorcycle boat insurance rental insurance things along those lines so it's out there so 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air it's time for tickets winning two and this is going to be a long segment two a pair of tickets to see jeff dunham america's favorite ventriloquist wednesday march 7th 2018 from 7 30 at the sap center so the sap center sets us up Jeff Dunham, America's favorite ventriloquist. Again, can you think of another one? Probably not. He's bringing his cast of characters on the road to SAP Center at San Jose for his passively aggressive tour March 7th at SAP Center. With over a million YouTube subscribers amassing over a billion views, Dunham has carved out his own unique space in comedy world, leading to a record-breaking viewership. With his comedy specials on Comedy Central and NBC, Passively Aggressive is likely to be a pretty darn good show. So if you want tickets to the March 7th show, 730 we have a pair of tickets to see Jeff Dunham. Call now, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm giving away two pairs per day. So that's two today, two tomorrow, two on Friday. Call now to win those. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. But the tickets aren't done because I have more tickets to give away for Ricardo Ohana. Uh, February 26th is when we started this. It's going to be on February March 11th, March 11th, not February, winners can receive a pair of tickets to Ricardo Ohana. Um, he's a Latin American musician. The event's taking place at SAP Center at San Jose, March 11th, 7 o'clock. Um, you can learn more and get tickets at sapcenter.com. That's sapcenter.com or go to kdow.biz. So we got tons of tickets to give away today, and all you have to do to win either or is call up 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220 and ask for your winning tickets. Previous winners in the last 30 days are excluded. Good luck. 800-516-1220. Those are some pretty good giveaways. Real dollar values, real SAP event kind of entertainment. I like it. I like it a lot. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Yesterday, it was all about paying attention to Chairman Powell and see what he was going to have to say about interest rates and inflation and what his expectations are. And basically, we've got an economy that is okay. Status quo right now. So 
Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods is going to stop selling assault-style rifles after the Florida school shooter. They did sell a rifle or a, a gun, let me correct myself, to that, that child who shot up the school, but this was not the gun that he used. This is a worthy-of-note kind of story because it's showing you that the tide's starting to turn a little bit. Um, retailers are for real taking out assault-style rifles. It's hurting uh, shares of Sturm Ruger today as well as American outdoor brands. Um, so that's worthy of note. Amazon made some headwind today in trying to keep the Amazon Alexa speaker relevant uh, by po- picking up Ring Doorbell. So now with the Ring, you can say, hey, Alexa, who's at the door? And Alexa will sh- you know, turn on your phone and show you. Um, and that keeps Alexa in your kitchen, maybe. And if it stays in your kitchen, it keeps Alexa as part of your ordering process. So just my opinion, just my thoughts. Uh, investors are showing optimism today. Top-weighted financial and tech sectors are leading the broad market rally. I see that Apple's playing with all-time highs. Facebook, Netflix, Alphabet, um, all doing the same. So that's going on out there at this point in time. Nice day, to say the least. Um, other stories of note, um, Wall Street's climbing after GDP growth was revised lower. So that shows that, potentially it shows, not definitively, that maybe we won't overheat and maybe interest rates can be contained here under 3% for a while. Um, U.S. pending home sales slumped 4.7% in January. Um, not the biggest resale month out there. So pending home sales jumped, uh, slumped to 4.7% in January. It's the lowest level in more than three years due to lack of homes for sale, higher prices, rising mortgage rates. National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR, um, said this is the lowest reading since October 2014. Pending sales are a barometer of future purchases. Jim from Fremont won the Dunham tickets. Don't forget if you want tickets to Dunham and or... Um, Ricard Doron coming. Um, he's going to be March second. No, not March second. March eleventh, seven o'clock at the SAP Center. Ricardo Doron. Um, you can get tickets by calling eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. I'll get a seminar coming up March eighth. Um, you can sign up for that by going to Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show, and use the code Radio twenty five to get in for free.